Welcome to episode 30 of Collector's Quest. On this episode, I talk about Captain America games, and that's because Civil War just came out. And I say I because Kat isn't with me, unfortunately. She said something about when we talk about Alpha Flight exclusively, then she'll come back to the show. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, We just didn't have time to get us both in, and I didn't want us to miss a week, so it's just me talking Captain America. Everybody, thanks a lot for all of your reviews. That's been very helpful. If you could continue to do that for us, that would be great. Please know we are listening and we are trying to make those improvements. Thanks and stay tuned. Welcome to the Collector's Quest Podcast. I'm Johnny and I am flying solo today. Uh, We couldn't get Kat in, so I didn't want us to miss a week or anything or be delayed, so I'm going it on my own. And we're going into an area that is near and dear to my nerddom, and uh, that's Marvel Comics. And we're going to talk about the top five Captain America games. And I don't want to just focus on, hey, I like these Captain America games the best. Uh, I want to kind of expand that into... uh, some useful collector's information, so we're going to go ahead and do kind of my top five that have some collector's aspect, as well as hopefully being a good game is on on top of that. So let's go ahead and get to it. Before we jump right into Captain America games, I want to go ahead and take care of a few housekeeping issues for the podcast. First off, thank you guys so much for giving us reviews on iTunes. That's helping a lot. If you could continue to do that, that would also be great. Some of the feedback we're getting is We would like longer episodes. Unfortunately, this one isn't going to break the mold. Uh, And I don't know if we can really get to always getting an hour. We like to save an hour episode or longer episodes for guests because Kat and I want to come in and talk to you every week. The problem is it doesn't matter what happens. If we wait a week to do an hour episode, I don't get more time in that week to edit, which uh, is the most substantial time taken to actually get the show done. So I, I can't really generate more time. And that's kind of why we keep to the half hour episode. Plus, we like to keep it short. A quick car ride. We're not kind of bogging you down with hearing the same stuff over and over again. You know, it's just a quick conversation between us and you guys. And uh, hopefully that leads to more conversations that we can continue uh, in the thread on Instagram or on the forums where we post. So that's kind of why we like the half hour format. I know a lot of you guys are like, man, I really want this to be an hour. And that is a huge compliment. And I thank you that you guys want to hear us for even longer. I can barely stand to listen to myself. So the fact that you guys want more of this is, uh, you know, wow. Thank you so much. But we probably won't be moving towards that anytime soon. You know, it's something that's not happening now, but I will keep it in the back of my brain. The other thing is audio. Yeah, we constantly have this issue with audio. And the way we record, because Kat is obviously across the country from me, you know, several thousand miles, our Skype connection just isn't beautiful for whatever reason. We, we do our best and we are exploring some options to kind of wrap that up. So thank you for the feedback on that. We do know about it and we are trying. So having said all that, again, you guys have been great, help, very helpful with your comments. You know, you guys have defended us. You You've shouted us out and all of that has been really great. So I want to just take this moment to say thank you from both Kat and I for that. We really do appreciate that. 
and we appreciate you guys coming back every week for our little our little show here. So now let's go ahead and get into talking about Captain America. For those of you who don't know, Captain America 3 came out this weekend in the movies, at least here in the States, and it is called Civil War, so that's based on a comic series. We could get into a nerd conversation about the origins of this and which squad you were rooting for, but I don't want to give uh, any spoilers and I don't want to get into that. So I just want to kind of focus on the Captain America games. If you want to talk to me about that stuff, please hit me up and we can nerd out about that. I did see it. I enjoyed it. That's all I'll say. So, top five Captain America games. Well, here's, the, here's an issue. We'll throw this out at the beginning. Captain America games and the Marvel games, they are uh, multi-platform games. So, usually they don't just appear on one console. So, it's not like, oh, hey, I really like Captain America and the Avengers for the NES. Because it's also on the Super Nintendo, the Game Boy, and the Game Gear, and the Genesis. So... Which one am I talking about? They all kind of play a little bit different, too. They're not the same game. In fact, they're not even, some of them, made by the same company. And these all stem from a port of an arcade game. So, these, when I say they're multi-platform, these are kind of some of the issues we run into. Again, we'll talk about Marvel versus Capcom. And, you know, how many of those have there been? Just iterations. Dreamcast, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. Where, you know, downloads. There's a, there's a lot going in, so we're going to just kind of, I'll, I'll try and say the console that I'm talking about, and uh, where the collector's appeal for that game is, and if it's any good or not. So, we, we are going to go ahead and start with Captain America and the Avengers. I've told you the consoles it's on. Um, the NES game is pretty much a middling game. It is not anything like the arcade uh, cabinet that it shares a name with. It's actually a platformer. Like kind of side-scrolling platformer, and it, it's uh, it's only okay. There's nothing really special about this game. It's not particularly rare or anything like that, so we'll kind of just make a pass on that. Super Nintendo games are Super Nintendo games, so the version that's on Super Nintendo winds up being a little bit more expensive. You're starting to hit like a $50 range on that to, to $80 if you're getting a nice one, and that's uh, complete in box, of course, and that's Mainly because it's it's Super Nintendo. Again, the game isn't very good. So we can just kind of move on. Where you will find a good version of the game, or best version of the game, is on the Genesis. And it also has the best collector's appeal because there are some of these versions of Captain America and the Avengers that have a little sticker on the front right on the Red Skull's face. And it says, Collector's Pin Inside. And that's what you want to find. And this Collector's Pin, and I'll, I'll take a picture of it and post it on Instagram, it's just a little Captain America with the shield. It looks just like the, the, the image displayed on the sticker that's on the outside of the box. And that's pretty awesome. It's pretty hard to find. It does increase the value of the game. Not every copy had this little sticker on it, so it is you could consider it a variant. And the pin winds up increasing the value of the game. You start to see this game. It'll be about a $30 game, $20 game, complete in box on the Genesis. But with the pin, it definitely hits $50 and $70. And, and I think once people kind of suss out the value in Genesis, this will be one of the more sought-after uh, variants because it, it's pretty cool. So that's my recommendation there as far as collecting. And, it, you know, if, you wanna, if you're looking for high price and kind of rare, the Game Boy version of this game, which is nothing like any of the other games, is pretty hard to find. You don't see copies of it on eBay. You can see manuals for like 50 bucks. I've seen it sell for over 200. 
it's just hard to find. And again, Game Gear game. Same name, but that's also pretty hard to find as well. It's one of the, the rarer complete in box Game Gear games. It's not that super rare or anything. It's uncommon. But it does start to fe- fetch a hefty price. I see people trying to lift, list it for $100 and up to like 150 I think it's more like the $80 range myself. But you do see people going after it. So if you're looking for gems to collect that are rarer or harder to find, go to your portables. If you want the coolest collector's item, go for your Genesis copy. Also the best version of the game, uh, which is a beat-em-up, uh, unlike the other ones. And you get this cool pin, so that's where I would focus my attention. Game 3 on the list is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And I'm kind of lumping 1 and 2 into this, as they are, are very similar Uh, but I'll speak more directly to part one. The reason this is on the collectible list is because there are a ton of variants, and a few of them are expensive, and just that that variant kind of fuels a a collector's fire uh, if you are that type of collector. And there are a lot of variants, and it is on many different systems. The first one was on the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, the PSP. It was on the Wii. It is also on the Xbox the 360, and also the PC, and I I may have missed one. Oh, the GBA, yeah. It's also on the GBA. So it's pretty much on any system you had, you could have played this game, and that's great because it was a really fun game. Uh, One annoying thing about it is it had a host of characters, and that, that sounds like a good thing, except some of those were exclusives to a specific console, and as it was on so many specific consoles, maybe you didn't get your favorite character. Uh, and also it had downloadable content, and that was the earlier stages of downloadable content where, uh, you know, they kind of did it worse, so it, you had more of a feel-bad aspect of it. All that aside, you could then get all those downloadable characters and a lot of the console exclusives on some of the variant editions of the game, uh, which was on the 360, they released a specific one called uh, Marvel Ultim- Ultimate Alliance Gold, and that had a bunch of the characters and the downloadable content that had been removed from the store. So that was really good. And then also they had a Platinum Hits version of that. But they didn't call it Gold. They just called it uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Special Edition. But that same Platinum Hit was also a Greatest Hits on the PS3. So I don't know if that's why the name change was. But um, yeah, anyways... Those those versions of the game, the special edition and the gold, are the most collectible and the most expensive, ranging in the fifty dollar price point. A lot of fun. It's an action RPG. Uh, it's co-op. It's a great game to to play with friends. You can sit down and uh, really put some good time into this. And you know that you can be anyone you want to be in this game. There's so many characters available. While this is a fun and great game, one of the things to look out for if you are a collector is all the label variations. And on multiple systems, these variations are different. I'm sorry I don't have a good list of these, but some of them will say, it'll look just like the original cover and then say something like, contains a download code, or, you know, has this bonus disc. There's a lot of stuff like that going on. On the 360, there's actually one that is a two-pack, so it's where a cover for one game's on one side and then the cover for Ultimate Alliance is on the other so that's a Forza and Ultimate Alliance 2-pack, which is kind of a strange pairing, but I'm sure it was just uh, because it was a pack-in. So that's like one thing to look out for. 
Ultimate Alliance 2 has some of the same trappings, but Ultimate Alliance 2 tends to be a lot cheaper than Ultimate Alliance 1. Ultimate Alliance 1 actually is fairly inexpensive if you are just looking for some of the regular editions, though I don't recommend them. Uh, the best one to get is is that uh, special edition or the gold edition, because then you get all the characters, and really that's what you're after. I, I mean, if you want to go one further, get the PC version if you don't mind playing on a PC, if you're just looking for playability, because that has all the best stuff on it. But uh, as far as collecting goes, those are the two editions to look for. Game four on our list is really more like a series of games and kind of an idea of a game, really. We're going to go ahead and call it Marvel Superheroes on the Saturn. One, because it's pretty collectible. It's kind of expensive. It's about $90 and going up every day. Um, you know, the first game in the series is actually Children of the Atom, and that's kind of where we got into this Capcom fighting game for Marvel characters. However, since we're speaking specifically about Captain America, it's Marvel superheroes where he makes his first appearance. And then he will, you know, he's one, he's Captain America. So he becomes a, a roster mainstay all the way through Marvel versus Capcom 3 and several other games. This is the first one where you start to see some of the fighting elements where the characters are, are battling each other. And like many of the other games, it's loosely based on the Infinity Gauntlet series, so you could collect gems for power-ups and stuff. And, you know, one, it, Saturn is pretty collectible. I, I think more so than the, the PS1 version, that's why I'm specifically calling this one out. They're both fantastic games, but if I had to pick one to play, it would be probably the import Saturn version, honestly. The Saturn version over the PlayStation version for me. And then that also gets us into all the Marvel vs. Capcom, though I would skip Marvel vs. Capcom and move straight up to, and even over Marvel superheroes to play, if you're looking for playability, right into Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Because that's where Capcom really expanded the roster. Lots of crazy moves. They just made the game so much bigger. And this all started, like I said, with Children of the Atom, which was like in 94, and then superheroes came out. 95 and I think 96 was, uh, 96, 97 is where we saw Marvel versus Capcom 2 for a long time was the definitive version. And we saw that on multiple consoles. You had it on the Dreamcast, you have it on the Xbox, you have it on the PS2, there's download ports for the 360, and then eventually after a long hiatus because they lost the license, the Marvel license Capcom did we see in like the mid 2000s they finally get in ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 which you know they capcom did the annoying thing it always does is it released a version with less characters and then like a year later they released a, a better version it's the most annoying thing capcom does they do that with street fighter 2 it's kind of distasteful for me but that's aside from the point if you're looking for one game to play i say marvel versus capcom 2 if you're looking for one version to collect my pick is Marvel Superheroes on the Saturn. I feel like that's far more collectible. It was only on the two consoles and the arcade, so the PlayStation and the Saturn, whereas Marvel vs. Capcom has been iterated and iterated across several different systems. So, that's my pick for number four. And number five, I'm choosing another blend of two games, but I'm using specific versions. So, this is LEGO Marvel and LEGO Marvel Avengers. They're very similar games. They have similar rosters, different storylines. They're both fun beat-em-up games. If you know what a Lego game is, you know how this game plays. Specifically for Lego Marvel, I'm telling you to get the Wii U version. 
that has the Iron Patriot minifigure. So it's a Wii U big box game. You can find that right now between $35 and $50, but you don't see that a lot. I think it may have been a Walmart-only exclusive. It's just pretty well hidden, and one, it's a fun game. The Lego game itself is, you can find it anywhere for $10-$15. This version is going to be more and more scarce, so if you're looking for collectability, go out and get that one. This is the one to find. As far as Lego Marvel Avengers, they, the Wii U version, for some reason, didn't have a big box, while the Xbox One and the, the PS4 did. This version, specifically on the 3DS, it, it, it was the big box. And I don't know why Nintendo was left out of the big box exclusive like uh, Quinchet mini build that the other ones got, but it was. You have to go down to the 3DS and you get a cool big box there. So these are the two versions, one that are probably purchased the least, you know, going to be the most collectible. So these are the ones I would target if you're looking to buy uh, these games. They're also fun. So uh, as much as I dislike handhelds, I wouldn't recommend you getting the handheld version of Marvel Avengers, Lego Marvel Avengers. I would recommend any one of the console versions so you don't get the gimped out version. But they are fun if you like Lego games. It's You're not going to learn anything new about these games. If you dislike Lego games, these aren't for you. Move on. However, if you like to collect things that are going to tend towards rarity and, you know, maintain their value or maybe see a spike, then these are the two versions to get. This has been my my breakdown of the Captain America games. I, I know it's like a lot of Marvel, uh, overall Marvel titles, but, you know, they don't call out Captain America by himself too often. For collectability, these are your picks. Let me know where you disagree. If I miss something, it's possible there are a lot of games. Like when you say, oh, Johnny, how many games could there possibly be? When I look at overall Marvel games, there's like 30 that you could wind up getting. And uh, a fun fact about them, most of them are revolve around the Infinity Gauntlet for some reason or another. Even the fighting games kind of loosely base their stuff on that. That's where they are. Big thing about them is, again, they're cross-platform games. They're everywhere, so everyone can play these. Unfortunately, that kind of lowers the collectability of the games, too, if it was just a system exclusive. These are the ones I picked. Let me know where you disagree. I'm sure we can have a nice long nerd out on, on these games that I've been playing. Uh, for All right, now we're into the second half of our show. We're going to do what we normally do. What have I bought and what am I playing? What am I playing? Real easy. Right now, I've been playing through Lego Batman 3. Just kind of messing around with that as I'm killing time. Because I'm waiting for Uncharted 4. That's that's the game I want to be playing. That's the game I'm waiting for. I'm just, basically I'm in a holding pattern until I get that. Because that's where I want to invest all of my time. I've also been playing uh, through the Uncharted HD collection. I finished Uncharted 1 and I'm about halfway through Uncharted 2. So I'm just messing around with those until until the big day arrives here and I get to open that thing up. I'm It's coming in the mail so I'm hoping it's not damaged. I'll be off and running there. All right, what have I bought? Well, I got a really sweet lot of games from Excitebyte Games here on Instagram. He hooked me up with some Game Boy games. I got really sick last week, so I couldn't make it to like a collector show that was supposed to happen. It's pretty sad about that. I expected to have some really cool buys. Also, bad news on pinball front, everybody. Uh, the digital pinball machine didn't work out. Arrived broken and has to get shipped back. So I was expecting to have like a cool reveal of that and some gameplay, but alas, no, I, I don't know if we'll be doing just a repair or a return on this. Uh, pretty bummed out about that. 
Anyway, like I said, Excite Bike Games hooked me up with some sweet games. All Game Boy stuff, and one of those games was actually Ultimate Alliance for the GBA. So that was pretty good. And I bought a few more Super Nintendo games. I got rid of some of the cart-only stuff I needed. So now there's no more carts needed. All the carts are done for Super Nintendo. I just need box games. What I mean by those cart games is I had some where they had boxes and manuals, but I just needed the carts. Those have now all been filled up. Now I'm down to just five more CIBs, and I'm done with Super Nintendo. So that's kind uh, kind of exciting. We're getting close. Some of them a little hard to find, nothing too expensive, but uh, it'll probably take me a little while because I've kind of been taking a break from buying Super Nintendo stuff. It's just been, you know, so much money spent at it. I wanted to go look at other systems for a little bit, as I tend to do. So that's been it. I think I also picked up a few new Vita games uh, that I may have shown online or, or not. I can't remember. Anyways, that's what I've been buying and that's what I've been playing. I hope you guys have been buying and playing some good stuff. Hopefully Kat's got some time to play some games. And where can you find us? Well, you can find me at Johnny underscore Iucci on Instagram. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. And you can find my great co-host Kat at K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A at Instagram as well. You can also find me at GameOverJohnny.com. And uh, just a quick shout out to the Polykill podcast, which I was on. Audio on that one went a little weird, and that was audio. That was totally my fault. My internet was behaving badly that day, and we didn't we didn't have time to to schedule a re-recording, so they just went what they had. But uh, thanks to those guys, uh, Trav and them, for having me on. If you guys are interested in hearing me just a little bit more, you can find them at Polykill, and that's on iTunes, I believe. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.